What's going on, y'all? It's your girl, Simply Bree, and you have tuned into another episode of He Said What? And tonight, joining me, of course, is our guest, the one and only, the man himself, the outlaw, or also known as Black Jesus. However, he would like for you guys to address him. That is his name. And tonight, we are actually talking about some issues within the Black community that we're either failing to address or we're just plain intentionally ignoring. Now, before we get started, I'm sure you guys are wondering, what is He Said What all about? Like, why do you have this? He Said What is a platform geared for Black men to come on and be very transparent with you, tell you like it is, explain to you from a male's perspective why they do certain things, say certain things, and why they feel certain ways. So... Uh, ladies, this is our opportunity to grab our notebooks, get your pen, get your glass of wine, whatever you need, and just relax and take your notes. Because at the end of the day, we are bridging the gap in communication between men and women. So uh, we want to be able to apply what is said you know, to your everyday life. Now, this season in particular, we are focusing on the Black community and just improving it, just growing healthier relationships between um, families, co-workers, friends, you name it. So I feel like right now is the best time for us to add emphasis to the Black culture itself and figure out where do we go wrong. So we're going to just jump right into it. Uh, Mr. Outlaw, how are you doing this evening, sir? I'm well, how are you? I am great, thank you. Thank you for taking the time out to join me as we discuss these matters. Now, everyone, he was actually given the opportunity to select four to five topics that he wanted to actually discuss. So the first topic that we are actually going to dive into is financial credit and awareness. And um, I don't know about you, Outlaw, but Growing up in um, a black household, sometimes we're almost automatically by default put into debt. Um, A lot of the times parents, and, and they may not recognize it or they may not understand it, but when they're putting bills into their children's names when their child is young, um, what kind of damage do you feel that could potentially do once that child has reached of age where they can actually utilize their credit? Uh, in my opinion, that can do a lot of damage, actually. It's actually really mm-hmm. common. You know, mm-hmm. I have uh, a lot of associates throughout the years that would say, oh, their parents put cable or something in their name, and now as they get older, they want to get a phone or something like that. Their credit's already jacked. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could, That's a, it's a two-way street. It could end positively, it could end negatively. But I would say unless you're like like really, really financially stacked and you know that um, you won't cancel it or be late on the bills, I would just say don't do it at all because life can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, give your children the opportunity to build their own credit and things as they get older, but teach them how to do it without you utilizing their stuff. Like You should have your own. Right. Credit. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> Basically, me- I, I think that... Uh, you know, that's a real common thing where a lot of people that get cable in their kid's name and then they cancel it or move really quick and run it up. And then when they get older, they can barely even get a cell phone. So, you know, I would say not to do it unless you're financially stacked. And even then, life happens and anything that's given can be taken away. So just give your kids the opportunity to build their own credit, teach them how to do it properly. But I mean, your credit should be fine as an adult. Use your own. Right. Do you do you think that um, growing up in a household where finances aren't discussed, um, there is still an opportunity for someone to have financial stability or, um, you know, learn financial um, teachings and gain the knowledge as an adult, even though they grew up in a house where it wasn't spoken on? It's, it's actually really possible because I can use myself for an example. Like okay. my mother, she was a nurse. She got into an accident, couldn't work for a while. 
And her financial advice to me was always save, save, save. But I've always been a very curious person. I'm like, there's got to be more to this. Yeah. There's got to be. There's like some big gray area. If money's just sitting there, it's going to just disappear slowly. We all know mm-hmm. this. Right. So, like, my mother never taught me about owning businesses, about IRAs, Roths, accounts, stock trading. She was completely against stuff like that. It was just work a job, save, go to school. The typical yeah. parent parent to to um parent to kid talk. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it depends on the person though. Like if, if most people when they get in a situation like that, that's what they're taught, that's how they live it out. And right. that's what it is. Right. But then there's other people that want more. They're like, nah. <laughs> it, 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 like, they're like, nah, it gotta be more to it than this. Right. And then they get out and they figure out the recipe and they start cooking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Speaking of recipes, what is one thing that you feel um, the black cultural culture is not hip to when it comes to finances and credit? What's one thing that you feel we need to really open up the books and, and take it seriously when it comes to either those two uh this is this is gonna sound very cliche because it's simple but stop spending hard work stop spending hard working money finance wise see mm-hmm. the objective that i've learned with it, when i first became successful is when i was as i said in the household i was taught work pay bills work pay bills but it, it's it's a big gap between that you work the money that you earn you invest and that passive income pays mm-hmm. things. Gotcha. So that's like a big cheat code that a lot of people don't get. Mm-hmm. Right there. Everybody thinks that like, hey, I work at McDonald's, my paycheck is $500. So I'm gonna save the first check, spend the second check, save the other check and pay my bills and have like $200 up in my neck. Right. So a lot of people aren't getting that information that, hey, I can invest in this cut back on food for this week if i'm living check to check cut back on this cut back on clothes for a month invest in this wait let the profit come out and then spread the the finances sporadically Mm -hmm. you know and now live off of passive income rather than earned income right that's a huge recipe that everybody misses and it's not simple it's not simple i'll be honest it's not but it's a recipe that everybody Missing. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of willpower and determination for sure. All right, so just like uh, like I tell people, like when it comes to most people, the first thing they say is, "If I get a million dollars, I'm gonna get a Lamborghini." And so if I put a million dollars in somebody's hand right now and they go and buy a Lamborghini, I don't knock anybody's desires, but that wouldn't be smart. You should buy an example. You should buy a couple. Mercedes, BMWs, or nice cars, throw them onto a row, rent them out, the money that you get from that, use that to mm-hmm. buy them. This is a prime, just a small example. Right. Mm. Okay. Now, in the past, um, you know, the households that we've grown up in, it's the, the common thing that we are taught is the man is the head of the household, but we all know at this point now in this generation you have more so women being the breadwinners so if someone is stuck in the past if someone is stuck in the way that they grew up where they've seen their father working multiple jobs just to put food on the table to support the family how might they need to or it should they adjust their way of thinking with the generation that we're living in now where women are able and capable of doing just the same as a man. Uh, every, I think everybody should be open and flexible to adjusting the way of thinking. There's mm-hmm. no one way to think when you're dealing with earth, you know, yeah. <laughs> especially Atlanta, if, you, if yeah. you want to be specific. There's no one way thinking if you want to, you know, survive successfully and socially. Mm. You know, back then, like way back in the days, Let's go. Let's take it all the way back to where the the man of the household stuff started. That started because women didn't have rights and they couldn't work a job, mm-hmm. so they had to stay home and take care of the kids and cook while the men worked because they couldn't. 
but when they when as the years passed when they were able to you know they started doing their thing and then some men they wanted it to stay like that right they wanted it because that's that's one of the big gaps that's going on right now a lot of women want traditional men but a lot of women aren't traditional women right and and you can't you can't mix those two you want a traditional man you gotta you gotta stand up to that criteria too right because someone made a joke on TikTok, and i thought it was funny it was you've uh, been a, a hole but it was it was funny it's like a uh, girl she made a video and he stitched it she said what happened to all the traditional men like i stay at home he go he, he goes to work and then he he come in and he says hey that talking nah i don't like that you're supposed to be in the kitchen because that's really how it was. oh my gosh yeah it, yeah that's like that's how it was it, it's not really it wasn't really the nicest era at the time yeah you know they didn't believe women had the same capability to do things so they hindered them by not giving them rights etc right so when people want a certain thing they got to make sure that applies on their end too you got to be fit right yeah that's that's just like the whole what do you bring to the table like if you are asking for a, a specific type of person, make sure that what you are asking for, you are also able to deliver as well. Because it shouldn't be one-sided where you want someone who makes this amount of money, has a house, has a car, has a job, or they're an entrepreneur, but you're staying with family to make ends meet and you don't have a job or you only work part-time and you don't have transportation. It's not an equally yoked type of situation. So in speaking of um, just being able to survive and be successful, especially in Atlanta, this brings us to um, our next topic, which is social influences. How do you feel social media, if at all, plays a role in the way we measure success? To be honest, <clears throat> it plays a large role in, honestly, more in a negative way than a positive because we have kids that are just getting out of there, out of high school, and you know, and throughout their high school year, they're on social media, they're seeing Benzes, they're seeing Lambos. Nobody's showing the bad side of everything. Everyone's showing the, the good side. So that's all they're seeing. So they're getting out of school freshly in their head. And the first thing come out of their mind is, I want a scat pack, I want a Hellcat, mm -hmm. I want a Benz. And if they're riding in like a Nissan or a Honda, they're feeling like crap about themselves, not mm -hmm. realizing that there's somebody also that their age that doesn't even have that. And they're actually doing pretty fine and mm -hmm. things take time. And also, you don't know the risk that person took to get that. Right. So the social influence of that is having like, hey, if you're not driving something foreign, if your chick's not foreign, if this is this isn't this, your, your jury not busting then you're not winning. That's the message that social media sends out. Right. Yeah. And and that's peer pressure. That that can cause depression, especially with the younger generation. Right. So do you think that A listers um take that into consideration when they're posting, you know, what they have going on? or you know the house that they just bought or the car that they just bought do you think they're taking that into consideration as far as who is actually on the other side of the computer or the phone looking at them definitely not I mean, like, with social media is just it's a platform people just get on there they post they post their wins and never their losses yeah you know it's, it's very few people that post their losses like uh i think maybe years ago i posted one of my losses i really don't do that anymore myself you know very honest I mm -hmm. post my I post my wins. I post my cars sometimes, but I'm also humble. You know, I actually met one of my uh, followers uh, at Quick Trip. He saw me. He was like, "Man, I, you know, I've been working. I'm trying to get a job at Quick Trip, and I always wanted a, a Benz like that." He's like, he was asking me questions about it. Is it comfortable? I'm like, I don't know. Sit in it. You know, I let him sit in in my car. He was like, "For real?" I'm like, yeah. yeah. Then he asked me questions like, how do you do this, do this? And I explained to him, right, we're standing outside. I don't know him at all. But some people are like that. Some people won't do that, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I was honest with him. I said, you know, there's wins and there's losses. You know, you just don't wake up and you get a $100,000 call. Right. And really, that shouldn't even be a person's priority. Get a crib first and then get that. Right, and work your way up. 
So how do you feel you having that conversation with him, you being very authentic and even taking the step to allow him to sit in your vehicle? How do you how do you feel or how do you think that put an that was an impact on him in the the way that he viewed, you know, life itself at that point? I think that motivated him, him honestly, man. He walked off with a smile on his face. You know, he uh I, I think that changed his whole view because when he initially came to me asking me this question, he was telling me Quick Trip had great benefits and he wanted to use his paychecks to because uh, he still lives with his parents. And he wanted to use his paychecks to like get a scat pack or hell pack or something. And I'm like, bro, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I said, get that, invest your money, passive income, bro. Passive income. Passive income. Or like a passive, passive, passive income. Yeah. Like get on social media, make videos, get your followers up, get start getting paid for your views, get you a following, yeah. get sponsors, and you know, like focus on that and then the rest comes. Right, yeah. Like the scat pack comes. By the time you you done built up enough wealth, you wouldn't even want the scat pack. Because honestly, scat mm-hmm. packs disgust me. Yeah. What is a scat pack? What is that? Is that a car? Yeah, it's like a it's a Dodge Charger. All those Chargers. Oh. I I literally hate those cars. Like they're, they're like modern Honda Civics. Gotcha. And I okay. like Honda Civics. It's great. I like Honda Civics. I just don't like Dodge Chargers and Challengers. Yeah. People are so yeah. obsessed with them for no reason. Do you think it's um it's an image thing? Uh, or even because people are obsessed with it because maybe it's popular because of its it's trending or like what can cause an obsession when it comes to social media? Like just seeing a lot of people with it, you think? Because it's, it's, it's a core that's sporty and it's easy to get mm-hmm. like right now i can go broke right now and i can maybe have ten thousand dollars in my name and i can get that car. i can flex wow. it until it get repoed in three months wow so it's easy to get and it and it's like it has a loud engine it's, it's fast but a lot of people don't know the dynamics because i'm a car guy, yeah so i know the dynamics that's why yeah. i always tell people it's a piece of sh- can I can I curse? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna tell me it's a piece of shit. <laughs> so you know, I don't get it, man. Like girls go crazy. You got a, a, a charger, a challenger. They want to take a picture in front of it. They, they they're riding in the car with you. They want to take a picture that they're in a charger, challenger. I don't get it, man. I really don't. I got in one. I think it was a. Charger. I got into a charger when um I had a car accident, and so it was my rental. And I was like, oh, you know, I see these all the time. Let me get it. I brought it back like two days later. I was like, this thing drinks too much gas. Like, oh yeah, hell no, I don't want it. Nope. Mm-mm. I was trying to go as slow as possible so that I wouldn't burn a lot of gas. I was like, yeah. Two days later, you can have this back. I don't know what the hype and hoopla was. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I'm all set. So. Mm-mm. So now let me ask you this: Have you? Is there anyone that you can think of that you feel has had a positive influence over you or your life? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> quite a few people, man. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of a, a brand called Digital Digital Brands. Mm-hmm. Like they do a lot of marketing for like Magic City people that uh sell hair. Like they've built people's websites and done a promo and just turned them into you ever seen people with ceo comma zero 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 yeah 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 like these are the people that made that possible oh so <clears throat> when i stayed in atlantic station in 2015 to 2016 i remember i remember like it was just i lost like fifty thousand dollars i didn't tell anybody what happened but you know i was going through something but we was cool because we met at the gym I, this was when i used to go to la fitness mm-hmm. i don't go there anymore i hate it <laughs> so <laughs> I go to Lifetime now. Mm. But uh his name is Maddie J. They call him CEO Maddie J. It's him and there's Jacoby and it's Philly. They're all owners of uh digital brands. Mm-hmm. So when I knew them, I knew they had bread, you know, I had a little bit of bread and our conversations were just different. This is when I was going through my transition in life. Mm-hmm. 
the conversation was always about building. And then Maddie, he found religion. So he was uh, <clears throat> going to church, say, hey, man, come to Bible study, do this, do this. And then I'm like, man, I don't really do that, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, but I still went and I soaked up the game that he gave me. He would always tell me, you know, like, be a good person to people, man, you know, do this, do that. And he had a big influence on the way I think now, you know. Yeah. And dude talked to me about Shopify, dropshipping, Jacoby, all of them. I watched Jacoby come all the way up in Philly. And we, we stayed in the same area in Atlantic Station. And those mm -hmm. people, that they probably never know it to this day. They had a large influence. Wow. That's powerful. I feel like you always you always need at least one to two people in your circle that have a positive influence over you because it's like learning and growing can never get old. So if you are constantly surrounded by it or if you know people who are in your circle, that's going to keep you going. You know, those times where you just want to chill and lay back, you don't feel like going to the gym and then you see them and they working out or they hit you up like, yo, I'm at the gym. You can't slack. Like it, you have no excuse whatsoever. So, I think having people that hold you accountable as well is very important. Um, so those type of people, I, you know, I'm glad that you definitely mentioned them. Shout out to them, and um, you know, shout out to anyone else that you also feel has had a positive influence over you. Now, okay. going into, oh, go ahead. I forgot one person. I can't forget them. I think he ran for council. I'm not really good on politics, but Antonio Brown. Okay. You know who I'm talking about? Uh-uh, but the name sounds very familiar. I, I think it's Atlanta City Council. He actually ran ran for that, but he was also there too, man. It was all, all those people. I met my most influential influ influential people in um Atlantic Station. Really? I didn't start going to Atlantic Station until like maybe a year ago or so. Yeah, he um he actually was elected in 2019 and he represents Atlanta's District 3. Um so yeah, Antonio Brown. He was a good influence on me, man. He was uh he would be I go to the gym, I see him, we have cool conversations. He mm -hmm. uh he always implement positive vibes, always. I never saw this dude in a bad mood ever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. That's that's that positive energy. That positive energy, it just it's contagious. Just like negative energy is, the positive energy is contagious as well. So you want to make sure that you are around that more than anything else. Um, because like I said, you can be having a down day and someone in your circle just, just comes in and you know, you forget what you were down about. So in speaking on um, just positive energy, we are going to go into look, living, and staying healthy, which I feel this is like your motto right here. Like, this is all you do. Um, yes, uh, and you project it out uh, into social media as well to help influence others as well. So to you, if you had to pick one, either looking, living, or staying healthy, which one would you choose and why? Uh... I would I would choose staying healthy <clears throat> because uh, well honestly I'm, I'm gonna be honest I, I I can't pick it has to be all three you gotta be all of them no you don't get all three it, you got to because look in order to stay healthy you have to live healthy because that's your environment to and and if you are healthy you look healthy because that skin's gonna glow you drinking water that skin's glowing. That, that hair and nails are strong. This is how I tell if a person is healthy when I meet them. I, I, I look, I'm weird. I look at I look at hair, I look at skin, and I look at nails. That's the that's literally the ultimate way. No matter how good a person's body looks, they can be ripped up and have muscles, but those yeah. hair, skin, and nails aren't on point. They're not healthy. Yeah. You still can't pick all three, but it sounds good. I'm absolutely appalled, disappointed, and flabbergasted that I can't pick <laughs> three of them. <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> I'm, I'm dismayed oh okay okay so you can have all three because it all it does it does all flow together uh as a team so you can't break up like like the heartbreak you can't be the heartbreak kid so um have you always have you always had this lifestyle uh as far as looking living and staying healthy honestly it started off half ass because okay. uh 
and this is also I would say a big problem uh in, in our community right there because uh how I grew up. I, I grew up half assing it. My mother was a, a like a swole nurse. So yeah. Since I was five, she made me do push ups and sit ups. So I've the, the exercise implement was implemented in my head. It was imputed in my head, but that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't know anything about eating, about she always said drink water. I hated water. I hated vegetables. She she made me eat these, but I didn't know to the extent of diet that I know now. My stepfather, he went to prison, he got out, <clears throat> taught me we, we bought weights for the house. Then that's when I got into lifting weights. Yeah. When he got out of prison, he had me doing prison that yeah. So it was like I was in prison. He was like, no, no, you can't stop. Let's go. <laughs> right. And then we fight and, you know, do stuff like that. But yeah. I grew I grew up half ass. So I played every sport. I would just be taught to eat peanut butter sandwiches to gain weight. And that's a lot of bread and peanut butter. So I have a lot of body fat with that. Yeah. And I was just swole with barely a six pack sometimes. Yeah. So I'm carb loading. I didn't know anything about macro anything about carbohydrates uh sodium intake glucose boosting i only thing i know was mass gainers and protein shakes and peanut butter sandwiches yeah so i grew up with little information but a lot of heart yeah mm. so now with everything that you said think about the neighborhoods the poverty stricken neighborhoods where you have kids who can't even focus in school because they're hungry. And this is in the morning. This is, they waking up, they have no breakfast, no nothing. How do you feel? What do you think we can do as a culture, uh, as a, a black community to help turn that around? Because you know, the mind is very strong. And if they can't even grasp the information that's being taught to them in school because they can't focus, then they're really just sitting there. They're just sitting there collecting dust. So what can we do to turn that around? I mean, and, and I would think, you know, it starts at home, you know? Yeah. I think as parents, uh, like my mother, like she did, like, I didn't, I didn't come from a family that had money. My mother would like miss out on buying herself underwear just to make sure I ate or had, mm -hmm. had underwear myself. So I would think uh, it starts with as, as a parent, you know, if you're, if you're a parent, like do research, figure out what's supposed to be done, get it done by all means necessary, because now you have a big responsibility and that's your offspring. So even if you have to cut back on carbs or whatever for your food, make sure, you know, your child is getting those nutrients, et cetera. So, but it, it all, it all, it's just knowledge, knowledge and understanding. Start mm -hmm. like researching, reading, knowing what to do. Because, like, I can do a big parallel right now. And then I say it, and people would hear it. And they'd be like, wow, I never thought of that. But it's mm -hmm. right in our faces. Right. right in our faces. Yeah. So, it, it, like I said, it starts with knowledge and understanding. Yeah. Knowledge is power, but understanding mm -hmm. is king. Right. Because you okay. can know something, but if you don't understand it, it's essentially worthless. Right. Yeah. People I mean, they need to eat healthy. Yeah, you know, you have the people who have the excuses. Oh, I wasn't taught that. I didn't learn that. My parents didn't tell me this or tell me that. And it's an excuse. That's what it is. But a lot of people stick to it and will argue you down like you don't know what you're talking about. They'll even they'll even do the whole you're not a parent. So what do you know about raising a child? So what do you have to say to those type of statements where they're basically trying to defend and justify their lack of parenting um, by comparing it to someone who doesn't have a child? Well, I tell them uh, that's lack of accountability. You know, they got to, uh, I, I tell people like this. I tell women and men, I, say, when I, when I talk to my female friends and say, when you make that decision to push your offspring out of you, now you've signed a large contract mm -hmm. that lasts above 18 years. It doesn't end at 18. It lasts forever. Right. Until your uh, your whole living. So <clears throat> when you say this is how it was raised, this, this is one of the biggest problems. Mm -hmm. It's that statement. This is how I was raised. A lot of people don't understand that they're spoon-fed, carried information with no research. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I even told my own mother this. And me and my mother have a great relationship. I respect that fully. I, said, I told her straight up, Mom, you taught me some stuff that just is not it. And it's because her parents taught her that. Right, passed down. And nobody stopped and said, hey, this don't sound right. Let me, let me, let me check this out. Everybody was just following the leader. Yeah. So, so I think before people open their mouth and teach, understand what you're teaching. Don't just say, my mom taught me this, so I'm going to tell this. Because now you're creating a big circle and a generation full of hearsay, she say. Because mm-hmm. just people got to understand age, elder. Hey, I respect elders. Mm-hmm. But sometimes elders don't know what the hell they're talking about. And I've had to teach a few elders some things. Like I text my grandmother, I can show you the message. I text her every morning. Good morning, grandmother. I don't know how your day was yesterday. Let's make today better. I want you to eat fruits, vegetables, and drink a lot of water. Send me what you're eating. And I send her this every morning at uh, 1030 Mm AM. And she was raised a certain way. Like, no, you know, we eat when we're hungry. We eat cabbage, peas, steak, fried chicken, macaroni, cheese. You know, just like you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Right. But, hold on. <laughs> Let's see. Sorry. But, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Something about that statement you about to say. <laughs> <laughs> we can't teach an old dog new tricks, but if you pry and they see that, you know, you actually care, they'll listen. Like my grandmother, she listens. She sends me what she eats every day. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's, and I learned this in psychology. What's going on is learned behavior. There's, yeah. There's there's learned behavior and that's classical behavior. And learned behavior is a big it's the big enemy in society right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going on what they was taught and they're and a lot of people are taught some bullshit, if you want me to be honest. Yeah. You know, I'm all for the culture. I love us. Yeah. But sometimes we, we teach we teach each other some we teach each other bad habits. Like, and one thing that we have to not even not even just us as as a, as a race, but as a whole human society or whole whole human species, the Homo mm-hmm. sapien species, we have to understand one big thing about health. Eating is not a luxury; it is a necessity. We should not eat just because hey, that tastes good, that looks good. My mom cooked this. Yo, if mom cooking some bullshit, you better be real with mom. And you know better. Dead ass. My mom, mom outlaw said this some bullshit. <laughs> Look, my mom can come down here right now. I fly out and I can leave the house. She come back. She she, she cooks some bullshit. It's going in the trash. Wow. Okay. I'm, okay. No, I'm, I'm not only strict on myself, I'm strict on her too. I bought right. my mother a scale. She has mm-hmm. to measure her food before she puts it in. I did the math on how many calories, how many, how much protein, fats, carbs she needs, and she goes by that. Like she, mm. she, does, she, she knows better now. She's not cooking me no more fried pork chops and macaroni and cheese like she did when I was little. Yeah. Mm. So I implement that knowledge that I learned to her. Right. And that's powerful and it's important. It's definitely important. And it actually brings us into a bonus topic because we are already talking about it. So I felt like it's only right to go ahead and put it out there. Raising children, are we still a part of the village? And when I say that, are we still a part of the village? You know, they say it takes a village to raise a child, right? Mm -hmm. So what about those situations where you try to school someone else's child and it can be due to the parents' ignorance or lack of knowledge, but instead of them accepting what it is that you're trying to school their child on, they become combative or negative. You don't know what you're talking about. Don't talk to my child. We all have seen these situations where you can't say nothing to somebody else's child without there being repercussions. So. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with trying to educate someone else's child and the parent may be combative? Well, the way that I've always handled it, like when it came to children that still answer to that parent, I would never talk directly to the child mm-hmm. because I came from the streets. So the way that these people handle things or big, uh, 
a lot different. Like you say something to somebody's child and they don't like it, they're not gonna fuss at you. Like this is action. Like they're gonna mm-hmm. fight you or they're gonna shoot you. Right. And it, it's not even that serious, but that's how they are. Yeah. So I will always I grew up and I would go to the parent. Like if I wanted to talk to somebody, I say, Hey, look, I noticed, you know, they're doing that. I don't know if it's coming from home or whatever, but this is what's going on. You can either take and I'm a very blunt person. I'm an asshole. So not many people are smart. <laughs> so I tell them this is it. I'm gonna give you this information. You could either take this and you know impute it in their head and let them know what you you know this is wrong, mm-hmm. or you can continue like it is. I'm not. I didn't. This is not my kid. I'm not trying to raise this. But if I see something you know fucked up, mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk to you about it. Right, and most of the time it, it ends well with me. They be like, "Okay, so like, give me your input," mm-hmm. and I talk to them and I let them know where I'm coming from. And they's like, "You know what? I understand." Hey, man, and if it's a dude, they're out of shape, man. Like, hey, man, appreciate you, man. That, that's really mm-hmm. well. And if it's a woman, they're like, "Gee, I appreciate you." I'm like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all love." I've never really had to combat the problem. Most of them right. know me, so. Okay, well then, damn it, that wasn't a good example because everybody know you. So, um, but no, okay. So we, I mean, we just see it in the community where you can't say nothing. You can't, you can't school someone else's child. And like you said, you know, you wouldn't directly approach the child. But what if the child is being disrespectful? What if the child is, as you've seen it in the news and stuff, where these kids are knocking out the elderly, like, or they're they're abusing the elderly, they're hitting the elderly, or they're just being downright disrespectful and there's no parent around there's no adult around but you do we just walk away from the situation no that that that's a extreme situation so they're getting nipped in they get nipped in the butt right there you know so now that they get nipped in the butt right there if i if i walk up to a kid and kid is like you know it's going to spray stuff to a old person or even vice versa Right. It, it get it get nips in the butt. It get nips in the butt right there. You know. Right. I'm asking, I'm so asking do, what a parent said and all that. Right. So do you think that as a community, we're doing the best that we can to keep that that relationship tight? That that goal of of being there for one another, even if I don't know you and you don't know me, for the sake of the kids. Do you feel like we are staying committed to that game? No, it's a lot different because even on myself, because I'm like, yeah. like if I don't know you, I don't, I don't want to talk. <laughs> so, and and again, that, that's that's a mistake on my end based on how I, I grew up and everything in the streets, and in Cleveland, like when you're in, when you're in Ohio, like even uh, anywhere up north, New York, Ohio, you got about three seconds to look at somebody before they ask you if it's a problem. Down here, people stare at you all day. Right. <laughs> so, they say hi and everything. Yeah. Right. So, you know, back then it was more about men worked, men were part of the community. Men mm-hmm. built communities. Men were more uh community oriented. You mm-hmm. couldn't go down the street without somebody not knowing who you, your parents, your cousins were. You were in right. trouble, you needed help, the community assisted. Right, and that's just how it was. But times have changed, and you know, we honestly we have to adapt to that. You know, yeah. Or either because it may be a few people that you know change. Maybe in small towns, you know, there's small towns that are still like that. Mm-hmm. Then now, even that pool of community has turned toxic. Now in small towns, there's nothing to do but talk and listen. So rather than people building each other up, it's just gossip. Right. Just, okay. You know, Here's Everything's changed. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of things have changed, um, including black crime and culture. Um, so we see we're seeing more crime, and and it's not just black on black crime. It's it's the world against black crime, and um, it is definitely unfortunate because when you are traveling and you're a male so it could be different for men when 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 you're traveling by yourself you never know what can happen um and, and it's unfortunate because it can be from a stranger it can be from law enforcement 
Um, it can be from family. You know, you never really know who to trust and what situations you're going to be walking into. So when you look at the crime in the way it is right now for, for African-American men, and you compare that to 10, 15 years ago, um, what difference do you see in the way crime was broadcasted, I guess we can say? Um, the way it's broadcasted or the way it's actually happening? Uh, we can do both. Or the way it's broadcasted, you know, social media controls my, you know, the media mm -hmm. period, not the social media period. It's the same yeah. that I always go by. <clears throat> yeah, Denzel actually said it. Mm -hmm. We can refer it from the newspaper to the news because it's the same difference. Nobody really reads yeah. the newspaper anymore. anyway. So. No. It's a, if you read the if you so say if you watch the news, you're misinformed. If you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. Mm -hmm. So media doesn't care about putting out the truth now. It's about who can get the story out first. They don't right. care who they hurt in the process. They don't care who it hurts, what what who career it destroys, what integrity it destroys. They don't care about any no dignity, anything. It's about who can get the story out first to get the money. So now you have a lot of people putting out mm -hmm. false stories that come out with the truth two weeks later. Right. And now you have a whole idea of this. And now we, we have Karen clutching her purse when, when, when me or Dan walks by because mm -hmm. of what the news has put out. Then right. Two weeks later, the truth comes out and people not even believe in the truth. They believe in the first thing they made. Right. So it, it, it's a lot of that. You know, they have... They have to where it's a stereotype in the demographic that you know us as black people we are crime i don't know the word we're we do a lot of crime we'll rob you things like that mm -hmm. and you know and that's just not what it is you know it's just, it's not really like that obviously. if you really look right. at the stats on uh you know male black male robberies etc and to other races, etc. It's, it's a lot of people that's doing these things, but they're yeah. focusing on one particular, you know, demographic. Right. Yeah. Why do you think that is? To be honest, I can only say what I think. I couldn't tell you what it really is because I'm not inside these people's heads. Right. Yeah. I just, I just really, <laughs> I, I pray they find peace. To be honest. Yeah. You know, only unhappy people do things like that. Happy yeah. people are not looking to tear or pull a race down. You know, that's, that's obviously very sad. You know. Yeah. And then even the way that it's happening, um, the way you know the, the the extreme, like the way people are committing these crimes nowadays, it's like unheard of. Um, yeah. It was. Um, I'm trying to figure out who it was that it happened to. I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was telling me about a 14-year-old that a 14-year-old boy had got murdered. And when they went to, like, his memorial area, you know, where it happened, the mom was killed in the same place. And I think I, think I heard. Yeah, and it's like, I don't understand the violence. I don't understand the crime. I don't understand, you know, just even the thought process behind it all. But it feels as though it's happening more and more and it's getting worse and nobody is off limits at this point. Um, so it's kind, of, it's kind of challenging to really live your life without keeping your head on a swivel because sometimes the crime that happens is not always intended for that particular person um just wrong place at the wrong time so how do you or, or is there anything that you could suggest for other people who may be living in a cave somewhere and um, you know they're afraid to go out and live not live uh, life normally um, because of the crime and because of everything that's going on 
with the police brutality and the the violence that um, blacks have actually been uh, sustaining from law enforcement? Um, I would just tell people, you know, just definitely keep your head on a swivel but, and stay dangerous, you know? But never let what's going on in the world stop you from living. What I, I tell people this all the time, even when it comes to me doing dangerous things around motorcycles and all this, I, I right. say this to even down to this. I'd rather something happen to me doing something that I love doing to rather than live a life in my whole life in fear and not right. do what I love to do. So I tell right. you, regardless of what's going on around, find what you love, find a hobby, do something to keep your mind, meditate, stay positive, keep your head on the swivel, stay dangerous. Every black person should definitely know some form of martial art to protect themselves. Even mm -hmm. Malcolm X said this. So, you know, stay dangerous, watch as well as pray as they say and uh, find find what you find a hobby find what you love to do and don't let anything around you stop you from doing that and if something happens just know at least you die doing what you love to do and that's that's, mm -hmm. that's a blunt and direct way to say it and it may sound fucked up <laughs> but I'm just I'm, I'm a really I'm realistic right like I literally I I, I love riding motorcycles and skydiving I literally rather yeah. die doing that than live a life watching people do that and enjoy it. And I'm too scared to jump on it and do that because I'm right. scared. Right. So, you know, a lot of people just, uh, I just rather, I want people to just focus on it. Focus on the, the right thing. You know, the world is going to shit 100%. Yeah. But focus on what makes you happy. Your mental health matters. Yeah, it matters. It really does. Would you ever jump out? Would you ever skydive on a motorcycle? Yep. Like on the bike, riding out of the airplane into the sky with a parachute on. One hundred percent. Of course you would. What kind of question was that? Of course. Okay. I just, I just would be mad that the bike would be destroyed after the jump. Hey, I mean, you got to do it. We didn't say the condition of the bike afterwards. Um, our last topic tonight: black love in relationships. Does black love still exist? Of course it does. Yes. Yeah. So why why do you think a lot of people um, give up uh, hope when it comes to black love or lose courage or lose motivation when it comes to black love? Because uh, I, I will say in our community, men and women, we, have, we, have, we do have to heal a little bit. We do. So uh, a lot of times... A lot of us are bleeding on people that didn't cut us. So, like, uh, if a man, he gets in a bad relationship with a woman and, you know, she did him dirty or whatever, he takes that into the next relationship rather than taking the time to heal. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it becomes a, a big circle. Everybody's mm -hmm. doing it. Everybody, and everybody's hurting everybody. And by the time you meet that person that's actually for you, you got so many, you, you have so many walls up. It's like, that person's like, well, fuck. Yeah. Because there is such thing as meeting the right person at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I see that a lot. That's a big cycle that's happening. A lot of people get hurt. And yeah. when they get hurt, rather than taking that time to themselves to heal and say, hey, you know, and, and turning down these dinners and dates they're like they're just going out because they're bored they get lonely and they're like you know what i'm gonna talk to this dude because he has a rolex and i'm gonna make my ex mad and i'm gonna post a lot of pictures and they're not healing they're doing that right doing spiteful things they're dating people and getting free dinners out of boredom yeah and nobody's taking time to focus on themselves mentally and it's just and that's taking a big toll on us 
What does it feel like for a man when he um, is hurt from a relationship? Like, what are some of the signs that women can try to look for um, to really determine whether or not this person is capable of even dating? Because you have some people who, like you said, they're hurt, they're damaged, and they're still trying to go out there and jump into relationships and and entertain and be entertained out of boredom. Basically, uh, a few signs is like um, if they do, if they never shut up about their ex, mm -hmm. that's definitely a, a, a sign that you know they they're still present on the on the site. Yeah. They're, they're still there. They're not healed from it because most time when a healed person is talking to a new person. The ex is non-existent. They're not thinking about what the ex did to them. They're not trying to compare. They're not trying to talk. Why do you want to bring something old into the new anyway? Right. That's the number one thing to look for, especially when the guy. And honestly, for women, it'll always be hard for a woman to tell what a man is thinking or how he's doing because of how men are brought up in society. We're not really taught to talk about our feelings. We're not taught to do anything like that. We just like push it to the throttle if you ride a motorcycle we're zooming on our we're, we're um we're taking it to the gym we're standing in the gym for eight hours some anything but talking about it because most of the time it's either used against us or not taken seriously right mm. so the I can say one big sign is just that, like, if, like if you do something and he's like, "Oh, man, you know my ex used to uh, say this, this, this." He's not healed yet. Yeah. Or, or if you ask a man how he's doing, and his response is, he pauses and says, "I'm alright." Or if he spaces he's not out, right? right because. I tell my, my homie this. I say, when a woman says, I'm fine, when you say, how's she doing? Okay. He's like, he's like, he's like, what you mean? Why? He says, so you tell me she just can't be fine? I'm like, no. It's like, no. It's, it's cold, bro. She's not fine. Oh, my gosh. That's not the truth. That's very true. Mm. Very true. Because most of our girls will be like, uh, I'm blessed. I'm well. I'm good. I'm great. But if she says fine, do you know what I told him? I said, do you know what fine means? Fine is it's F-I-N-E. Every letter stands for something. He's just, oh, shit. What does it stand for? <laughs> I said, fine stands for fucked up, insecure, neurotical, and emotional. Oh, my gosh. Okay, wait a minute. That's what it means. We're supposed to say, no. I'm fine. Think about okay. it. It's someone who who's actually okay to say, I'm fine. Like how Me? does that sound? I say I'm fine. I say I'm good. I'm saying I'm 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 awesome. You say you're good and you're awesome. I've never heard you say I'm fine. But because you don't ask me. Fine. No, but I, okay. I have. Okay, 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 okay. Because <laughs> if if I hear you say I'm fine, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be like. You know, I think a trigger word for guys to look for when it comes to women is when they say, it's all good. It's not all good. It's not all good. It's not all right. It's cool. It's not cool. It's not cool. It's cool. Don't even worry about it. That's my line. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> worry about it. That's a cool so, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So why do you do you believe that when it comes to relationships, um, men and women have trouble communicating their true feelings? And if so, why? Yeah, because everybody wants this this uh, emotionless image. When people without emotions are actually wishing they had emotions. Mm. You know, everybody wants to be hard. Like, I know this one girl, like, she's hood. She's tight that'll tell a dude I'll beat you up. And she'll say it like, she'll say it with a deep voice like that. She's oh, actually wow. a nice looking young lady. 
And then I'm the type I look at, I say, girl, shut up, you ticklish. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it is everybody wants to be hard. Right. It's like if this is who you are, you know, you hard body, that's cool. That's who you are, but be who you are. If you're an emotional person, hey, be that. So, there's somebody out there that accepts that. Ah. Everybody is just looking for that, that image of I, I'm bulletproof. I can't be hurt. I'm tough. Like, bro, some of these people are teddy bears. Soft as pudding. Yeah, I, I know a lot of these girls out here that be on the internet about talking about ice cold, no feelings. Be the main ones that be like, I want to cuddle. I'm like, I thought I was a gangster. What are you talking about? <laughs> For real, <laughs> I I tell my men this all the time. I said, bro, quit judging people off of social media, bro. A whole different person. Cause yeah, he he was talking about this one chick. She talked so hood on on Instagram, like, bro, she a teddy bear, bro. He says, nah, man, you heard her talk. I'm like, I heard her talk, but I don't heard her talk. Like, you don't understand. It's like I heard her talk personally. I heard her talk to her dogs. How she talked to her dogs? She's like. Nee, 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 nee. I'm like the first time I I heard that I was in person. The first time I heard them, like, is this the same chick from Instagram? Like she done gave old doors like little cute little pet names. Like he's like Weenie, hey Weenie. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's that's right. that's really who she is. The other Be stuff, who you are. Right, the other stuff is just a protective barrier for no reason. Yeah, you can be who you are. You can still be a teddy bear, but still have a a a, a boundary line for people. You can be like, "Oh, hey, I'm nice. How are you doing?" But hey, if you cross that line, I'll fuck you up. Straight, right. you know that that's cool to have a balance. You don't always have to be on go mode, unless that's just who you mm. are. Yeah, you yeah. gotta have a balance. Mm. Y'all hear that? Listen, you gotta have a balance. You can be a soft. I call it soft and pink. You can be soft and pink, you know, but make sure that you're not being too soft and pink where people are gonna take advantage because they're gonna think it's a weakness. So, wrapping up tonight's show, please, 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 I want you to let the great people know how can they reach out to you? How can they support um what you have going on and how can they network with you um you can reach me on instagram at the real outlaw and that's uh t-h-a-r-e-a-l outlaw o-u-t-l-a-w and it's the same on tiktok um t-h-a oh i'm sorry i'm sorry he's <laughs> uh-uh it's t-h-a I wanted to spell it the right way. My bad. <laughs> the. It's the same on TikTok because I'm on there. And if you want to get me on Twitter, it's the same on Twitter, just with the extra W. Mm. And on my Facebook, I have a Facebook page. Just, it just says Outlaw. Okay. And you have any upcoming events? Anything that you want to mention? Uh... Uh, well, right now it's January, so uh, not, none, none as of now. No, none as of now. Okay, but if he does, you guys definitely check him out right here, and uh, you'll be able to see any of his updates. Please make sure y'all follow him on TikTok because his videos are hilarious. He is crazy. I'm going to tell you, he is crazy on TikTok and on instagram so you do not want to miss out outlaw sir thank you so much aka black jesus thank you so very much for coming on tonight and joining me as we uh you know discussed just the black community and what we need to do uh in order to help heal and and just increase the healthiness within relationships um you guys, you can always check out the network on Instagram. We are at uh, He Said What Network. Also, feel free to follow me at underscore simply Bree underscore or just simply Bree wherever on the internet. 
Um, go to our website, he said what network.com, so you can check out all of our other shows. And if you're interested in being a guest, please, please, please make sure you reach out to me. So we are signing off. I wish you guys the best and um, stay true to yourself. 